Hey, everybody. It is Monday. Happy Labor Day. Monday, September 4th, 2023. Oh, fuck. It is Monday, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, and you're listening to episode 26 of Black Box Signal. Uh, I am your host for this week's show, uh, Chase Johnson. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah. And then, as <laughs> always, my co-host on this Labor Day, uh, where we actually get a day off because our jobs actually give it to us. Sorry to everybody yeah, who does yeah, work. Yeah. Um, Dustin Miller. What up? What have you been, what's been going on? How, how's the holiday weekend uh, treating you? So holiday weekend is, is all right. Uh, I had a cookout. I went, I went, did some bowling last night. Um, I'm going to be honest. I've been sucked into some video games. Like I like no joke. I know it's a video game podcast. I have a couple games that we're going to touch on later. I can't stop playing them. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, it was a wrestling weekend for me again because there was some oh, yeah. wrestling pay-per-view and it wasn't as good as the Ooh. last one. Oh, I, that's it, unfortunate. I mean, there was like a couple good matches, like how I gushed about like the last one and had like a lot to say. I don't got much to say mm-hmm. about this one. The Damn. women, the women's cage match was pretty good. Uh, the tag team title match was pretty decent. I actually wasn't expecting much out of that one. Um, and then the women's world title and the men's world title match was pretty good. But other than that, um, okay. there's a lot of filler matches that I was just like, eh. And then well, also gave you some good stuff. And then also some drama broke out over the weekend on the wrestling dirt Ooh. sheets. Um, okay. So CM Punk, I was going to ask you about this because I was interested. CM Punk got into another fight backstage. Um, mm-hmm. And he has been fired. Uh, yeah. Because... Like- Fired, terminated, fired, because apparently, uh, so go back to like, we go back like a few months ago. Um, He got into a fight Mm -hmm. with the elite, which are the executive vice presidents of all elite wrestling. Uh, That is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Now, there are are a lot of people that love Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. There are also a lot of people who hate Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. So depending on who you talk to, you had these divided camps of, oh, CM Punk's in the right. Oh, the elite's in the right. I think they were both kind of childish to be quite, if I'm just going to be objective um, about it as much as a Kenny Omega fan I am. Um, Mm -hmm. But CM Punk burned all his bridges in WWE. Then now is pulling this shit in AEW. And then he got into a fight with uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who is uh, uh, Luke Perry's son, who's a wrestler. Um, Okay. They got into an actual, I guess he put him in an actual chokehold in the back. Uh, and then Tony Khan, the president of AEW, uh, I don't know exactly what happened, but hands were put on him. Oh, um, shit. Uh, I don't know if he was, like, shoved or something. Um, and then uh, Miro, another wrestler, which you might know him from WWE as Rusev, um, mm-hmm. basically came along to CM Punk and was like, hey, what happened? And he was like, why, do you got a problem with it? You want to take it fucking outside? And then said stuff like, I fucking hate it here, right in front of Tony Khan, and yada, yada, yada. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, say what you will about, like, the elite, but the common denominator here is CM Punk uh, constantly yeah. getting into fights. Uh, it so, sounds like just continuous, ex- like, escalation after es- escalation without anything right. resolved. And I guess people are trying to jump on the whole what triggered it was uh, him and the elite were supposed to sit down and bury the hatchet, and then at the last second, the elite pulled out of their meeting. Um, 
because like Kenny Omega lawyered up when that happened because Kenny Omega got like punched in the face and bit during the during their fight. So and bit and bit, yeah. Um, Jesus. And, and this this fight almost happened a year ago. So this has been like an issue. Uh, they've been on separate shows. They had to start a Saturday show just to put CM Punk on his own show. So the Elite would be on Dynamite and CM Punk would be on Collision and they would never okay. cross. Um, and you have like people like Chris Jericho who did work with him in WWE siding with the Elite. Um, so that's kind mm-hmm. of telling. Um, and I think my take on it is CM Punk had people in the locker room like John Cena, The Undertaker, Triple H, basically bigger than him being like you can't pull this shit but now that he's right. at AEW he thinks he's king shit and can pull and yikes yeah so i say it's probably a matter of time before he ends up back in WWE again um because as much as people say oh he'll never go back to WWE they said the same thing about Hulk Hogan they said the same thing about Ric Flair they said the same thing about just about everybody that burned their bridge at WWE if there's money to be printed Vince will suck up his pride and bring bring you back if it's gonna make him a fuck ton of money. Um, they they brought back Cody Rhodes two years ago, who was mm-hmm. the other EVP of All Elite Wrestling, and got him back. Mm. And they buried their hatchet simply because he knew that Cody Rhodes would make him a fuck ton of money. So if there's money to be had there, he'll probably end up back over there. I'll hate it because I'm just tired of CM Punk being an <laughs> asshole behind the scenes. Um. Yeah, so that's the yeah that's the wrestling drama that <laughs> the Damn. backstage drama behind the fake drama. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's you want to just go ahead and since you got a lot to talk about, you want to get into games? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. I triggered that a little early, but that's okay. Um, oh, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so we'll just start with you because um, I had a shameful week. We'll get into that. Um, no, 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 no. Let's get with you. Let's get with you. Let's start with you. I start every time. I want to hear your game stuff first. Uh, well, I didn't finish Final Fantasy 16. That's all right. It's all right. I'm close. I told you You're where close. I'm at. I'm close. You're close. Next pod. Next podcast. I should have it finished. Um, yeah, I would say so. Knowing where you're at, I would say so. Yeah, I've I've said you know fuck all the side quests at this point. I'm like don't even care about the weapons. I'm just marching to the end. I got right up to the top of the tower right before you fight Barnabas for the last time. Um, okay, so that's where I'm at. Um, that's a fun fight. I right now I should tell you what summons I'm using. I'm still using uh Ifrit because I like okay. just, I like just using the because I got the ultimates for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. unlocked so i have uh ifrit uh with his uh with the like that rising uppercut mm-hmm. I call, it's a dragon punch from street fighter um oh 100 and then the, his ultimate and then i still i had put on shiva okay because i like shiva's ultimate but i swapped out shiva one of shiva's abilities for bahamut's impulse ability the one that shoots the, the orbs that fly around mm-hmm. i like that ability when I unlocked Bahamut, I was kind of disappointed with like some of his abilities. Um, like Giga Flare is cool, but you can only turn like so far with it to get people. You can't like mm-hmm. completely turn around. So I ended up taking that off. And then I'm still using Garuda um, because I like the tornado. So I have the tornado, and then I have a uh, thunderstorm put on as my other one. 
um because we talked about how you maxed it out yeah 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 i'm just trying to figure out so okay. what so what i usually do in a fight is i'll cast like the the big flame uh ultimate then i'll cast mm-hmm. garuda's ultimate then i'll cast the impulse thing while they're all trapped in the tornado and it just juggles them up higher and higher and higher into the air and then they plummet um okay and then i'll just mop them up are with... you are you detonating the impulse you could detonate it oh my god yeah no so i you know when it's hitting it like it charges up and it gets bigger and like makes more noise yeah there's two charge ups and then if you hit the button again it detonates and it does mass amounts of damage well shit i i was just using it to kind of like chain damage up the whole nope. time they, wow. they it detonates and it does a lot of damage okay well i'll have to do that so, <laughs> so what i did and I won't spoil what the last one is, but prior to where you were at, I actually stopped using Ifrit. Yeah. I didn't have Ifrit on anymore. Well, I know um, the last one is Odin. I mean, we're right. We're I just right mean there. his abilities. I'm okay. not going to talk yeah. about his abilities because after I got Odin, he was 100% the one I used the most going for the rest of the I'm game. I'm excited to get Odin just from the uh, teases that you got from yeah. how, how powerful um, Shiva. I ran Shiva. Um, but I didn't like her her abilities. I liked her circle ability. That's why I, I loved kept her it circle ability. That's why I, I yeah. Like especially the ability to like dodge and then just freeze everyone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. Uh, I changed her abilities to Titans, so I had uh, wind up and um, oh shoot, what's the 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 fury of blows, the raging fist one? Yep. Um. I used Bahamut's, um, and I had Impulse and Giga Flare. Okay. Only because I would only use those once I had completely broken their shields. Gotcha. And then I would use Impulse and then Giga Flare at the same time, and so it froze their time their their time bar while they were uh, being hit by Giga Flare, but the Impulse was still going. So I got to do like shit tons of damage on top of that. Um, and I'm trying to remember. Uh, I then had, of course, uh, Odin's. Right. Uh, and that's all I'll say on that because it is <laughs> it is busted. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's what I like about Garuda. Still, is I like how the uh, the Ifrit one. I'm gonna. I'm, I know it's Ifrit, but I've called them Ifrit for my entire life so it's just, just gonna be no it's good um, it's good you've got the zip in with ifrit you've got the dodging slash zip in with shiva and then with garuda you got the one that pulls them in so mm-hmm. i like having all three of those kind of um are you there. are you making sure to dodge at the last second with shiva so you freeze everyone yes yes okay good because um, i didn't learn that for the longest time and i hated shiva until i found that out and do you know uh, did you ever get shiva's ultimate unlocked uh i did use it for a bit but i stopped using it yeah i i i say it's like a in my opinion because i wasn't a big fan of titan's abilities like it just personally um okay except okay. for the rage i like the raging fists um but like i don't use a shield like i'm usually dodging instead of using a shield um okay so i don't use that uh, i did use his ultimate for a little bit until i got shiva's because i felt like mm-hmm. It was a, it was like Titan's ability, only it froze them too. So, True. um, yeah. 
not saying I hated hated Titans abilities. It's just out of the out of the ones that I have, it's like my least favorite. Um, okay. But I did check out the update where you can uh um update your appearance to like whatever you want. Um, Ooh. And it has like the uh the different outfits. It has different outfits for Clive Torgal. Um, you can like equip Torgal to make him look like he's in that one form like the whole time. Um, that's so cool. You can make uh Jill have like more of like a royal outfit on. Um, okay. Clive's outfit is like the one that's like all torn up on the chest with like it looks like lava coming out of it or whatever. Um, kind of mm-hmm. like his uh when he's when he's semi primed. Um, it looks right. like that without like all the stuff on him. Um, gotcha. And then, and then Josh was got a different one too. Um, so you can change their clothing and uh, it also allows you. It's like transmog. You can. Um, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. You can equip any weapon but make it look like any weapon in your inventory um okay so, yeah um that's kind of cool i changed everything back to normal though because i'm just like a i don't know a, a purist i guess um, no i get it i get it but it's cool they added that like uh because there are some swords that i like that look cool but then i switched to one that like does more damage obviously um, mm-hmm. like, i will say between the ragnarok and the it's upgraded form mm. i don't think they're my favorite looking swords i still like the one that is your dad's that one looks cool yeah. and then there's mm-hmm. flame tongue which is like kind of looks like that one but it's black um mm-hmm. black and red those are kind of been my two favorites so far i think okay yeah i like um, i like the one you get after you beat barnabas okay yeah I just like the design. I think it's like very slick and nice. It's just it's weaker than the Ragnarok. So, right. Well, with this, you can equip it and and still have the the stats of the Ragnarok on it or or Hmm. whatever. So that's Uh, I guess I got a little bit of an incentive when it comes to New Game Plus now. Yes. Yeah. I won't do New Game Plus, but uh, that's because I don't ever do New Game Plus. New New. I said Near Game Plus. Wow uh new game plus well that's it for the podcast guys we'll uh yeah um but yeah so hopefully i i'm pretty sure like my wife's even cool with it like after i get off here well i'll take a little break we'll leave her with the kids and then she's like you just need mm-hmm. to play the rest of the night and get it done. okay cool uh cool. that way i can move on to some other games like uh well, we'll get to the, we'll get to the big one that we both been playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, let, yeah, let's yeah. get let's get into the rest of the stuff you've been playing because I'm actually excited okay. to hear about a couple of these on the list. Um, so I've actually played uh, a lot of games this week. Um, if anyone was there on Thursday, we actually finished this gym of mine on stream. Hundred um, percent can tell it is a unfinished game. Right. Um, it is. It's still fun. It's still a lot of fun. Um, but I can tell that because we were having talks while we were playing while I was playing. There's that whole aspect where you're supposed to rebuild the town, but other than the the incentive of it makes you more money, it doesn't give you anything for it. Right. And by the time you start making a decent amount of money to do it, the game kind of just pushes you to the end. Okay. Um, and it just it really streamlined it. Um like i don't know if you remember but the last time we had ended was i got my ass handed to me by the evil team's bad guy or big boss dude and so when we streamed on thursday i beat him 
And then after that, it just pushed me through the rest of it, like within like an hour and a half. So it's it's very quick. I know it's not done yet, so I don't want to call it a bad game um, because it's an unfinished game, but it's still fun. OK, um, I, I did start playing Pokemon Scarlet again. I I'm trying to play it slash beat it before the DLC comes out. Um, it's still broken. <laughs> it's still broken. It's uh, uh, I, I, I've heard some some insider juicy gossip um, and it's got me a little excited. Um, part of it was about the switch Two. some very reputable inside stuff was was released. Um, and one of the other, one of the things I was included in it is not pertaining to the Switch 2, but when the DLC, DLC comes out, there's going to be a complete update to the graphics of Scarlet and Violet. So Ooh. supposedly it's supposed to run and look better going forward, even on just the base model Switch. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, but for right now, it's still a laggy, buggy piece of shit, um, <laughs> but it's Pokemon and I'm still enjoying it. Right. Uh, um, but sorry, go ahead. Nope, go ahead. Oh, okay. But the two games that I've been playing the most, and I just got them Friday, and I can't stop playing them, is Sea of Stars and Thirty Double X. Thirty Double X is a spiritual successor to like Mega Man X, but it's a roguelike. Ooh. Okay. And I love roguelikes, and it's just a lot of fun to go through. Um, there is a couch co-op component to it. I haven't tried it out yet. But uh, it seems like a lot of fun. You have the abilities to pick between um, like the Mega Man esque character where you have a blaster and then you have you can pick uh, the zero s character where you have a sword. Um, and then, of course, like because it's a roguelike, you go through, you get power ups, you get new weapons and you just build up and you just continuously go through waves and hopefully get to the end of the game before you die. Um, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. Unfortunately, it is getting overshadowed by Sea of Stars a little bit. Yeah, um, I really want to hear about this because uh buddy, uh one of our work buddies, uh shout out to Ruben, um, kind of like put me on this. Like I've never played yeah. any of these uh, these games. So So um, kind of like I told you and Ruben on Friday, um, I downloaded the demo to try it out, to check it out booted up to set to the title screen saw the art style and then i immediately uninstalled the demo and bought the full game okay yeah uh, i really like the art style it's got a it killer is art style gorgeous um it the play style is kind of similar to chrono trigger where it's at that like 2.5 but at a diagonal so like okay. everything has like a little bit of a 3d aspect to it uh which i think lends a lot in favor to the game because there are like ledges and stuff that you can hop down up and it makes exploring a lot more fun and to me i really i think it looks really cool the battle mechanics in it uh typical rpg you get like you get attacks spells combos um so far i have three characters i'm playing with um and oh that's cool thing is that it has you pick if you want to play as the the male or the female character but your partner party is always going to be both of them okay as of right now i don't know if later in the in the line they split or anything but they always are in the party together um 
I think it is one of the best written games that I've played recently. Uh, it is super fucking funny. Um, I just met a character today that like is breaking the fourth wall and is super self-aware about like typical RPG tropes in video games. I love that. And it's making fun of them. Um, and it's it's honestly just a blast. It's so cool. The mechanic, the the fighting mechanics are awesome. There is a um, the one thing I really like is that there's a block mechanic. So when someone when a creature comes up to hit you, if you time the block, it like lessens some of the damage. You basically just hit the A button. But you can do the same for when you hit them and you can do more damage and like hit them twice. OK, nice. Um, th- the other cool thing is that following in the footsteps, of a lot of the games that uh, have come out recently is that they have a lot of accessibility options Okay. to where they can like you can do like auto hits for like the twice uh, the two hits, but it does half the damage by like 50 percent. Um, it can give you auto feedback for if you get the timing right for the, the blocks and the, the extra hits. It is it is very well done. Um I will definitely keep coming back and definitely keep talking about it until I beat the game. Uh, but it is it is quickly climbing the ropes for me for like one of the best games this year. You're going to stream it. I would love to watch a stream of that. I might I might stream it. I just don't know if it's going to come off well because I'm kind of far in the game. That's so. OK. I do that all the okay. time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'll like, hey, this is where so I'm people at, can yeah. check it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I think the last time I streamed 16, like, was way past the beginning. So, because mm-hmm. I went a huge gap. So, I I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely will. Uh, but among those, uh, I'm playing another game just as much as you are. Uh, Armored Core 6. Yeah, I watched you stream a little bit of that and uh, mm-hmm. watched some frustrations come out um yeah but i mean that's to be expected um but how mm-hmm. how are you enjoying that so far um so i definitely got frustrated uh <laughs> it definitely was like it, it took me a hot second to figure out the mechanics of it um but one of my th- one of the things i really started to like talk about the most when i was talking to people about the game is it seems very hard and very difficult if you just learn the mechanics, like like it's a quick game to pick up, but the learning curve is kind of intense. Yeah. Once you start to learn the game and then you actually find a really good loadout for yourself, um, it actually comes a little easy. Yeah. Um, I also now I'm not super far and I'm pretty much the same spot. I'm I think the last mission I ended off was like when you're getting on that big desert crawler. So I really haven't played too much more. That was um, the last one I beat too. Um, I didn't beat it yet. I'm just at that mission. Um, oh, okay. But I don't really care about spoilers with this game. But um, what I've been hearing from other people that say that what they're used to from games, um, you know, traditionally it's like you have your build and you stick with it. Like, oh, I'm going to be a spellcaster or I'm going to be a sword and board or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. In this game, you have to be willing to deviate because later on there yes. are enemies that are like, oh, your ballistic weapons aren't going to do dick against this one because they have a shield. So you're going to have to use energy weapons to drain that shield mm-hmm. first, um, which I kind of like that, uh, that it's kind of forcing you to, you know, have to evolve. So you have multiple loadouts, um, which is, yeah. I feel like that kind of makes sense because they even call them loadouts. 
So traditionally, you yeah, you would think, oh, loadouts. I need to have more than one of these. Um, so you can and you can save them too to where all you got to do is you know mm-hmm. quickly just switch to one instead of having to like go in switch weapon do that. No, you can just save that there and be good. Um, I really see the cool thing about that too is that I noticed that for the loadouts, you could fully save the body parts and the paint job, so you yep. get a full on different looks for every loadout that you have. Yep. Um, and one thing I said, I think last week about it, but uh, in we can talk about this a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I really dig the movement. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Um, I I just love being it like being able to skate around. That's literally what you're doing uh, is you're skating yeah. around, yeah, and just lighting things up. Um, yeah. I question, question: Do you ever just walk at normal pace in the game, or are you always boosting? Sometimes I walk at normal pace, like when I'm trying okay. to like like in some of those missions where they have you like up above a canyon or something and looking down. I'll start mm-hmm. just to kind of like survey the area, but then once I like, there's no me like, oh, I'm gonna. I mean, unless I get like a sniper rifle later on and I can snipe things, uh, there's no me like, just walking in there. No, once I know I'm gonna go in and I have my plan of attack, those boosters are coming on and I am going the whole in. Time. Like, Always boosting. Like it, it, yeah. Um, the only thing that I wish it had because. I'm a Gundam fan. So are you. Uh, and I mm-hmm. actually, I don't know yet if we have these, but I don't think we are going to, is man, what if we had some space battles? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. It's it's too on the, no. it's so focused on the ground. Um, yeah. And I feel like in the beginning, they would have probably had a mission that was in space to kind of get you of, okay, this is how you operate your mech in space versus mm-hmm. operating, it on, operating it on the ground. Um, Armored Core 7, space battles. Uh, you know that's my armor record seven partnership would start with uh starfield goddamn with mobile suit gundam yeah 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 mobile suit gundam uh let's let's download let me download an exia let me download an ariel let me download <laughs> ariel i mean we kind of talked about this a little bit but now that i'm yeah. like deep into witcher mercury ariel is slowly becoming one of my favorite suits because mm-hmm. it combines a mm-hmm. lot of what i like from the universal century and a lot what i like from gundam double o it like literally takes like it takes the high new Gundam and from uh Mobile Suit Gundam Shars Counterattack and takes Gundam Exia and makes them have a baby. Like yeah, <laughs> it, like it's so good. Um, but yeah, I want that would be such cool DLC to have. Like oh, just download Gundam parts, download Ava parts, download Gurren Lagann parts. Uh, that oh, that ooh, would be like Megazord pieces. Yeah, oh. like yeah, that would be so cool to have. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping once I finish 16, I'm hoping to finish it early in the week so then I can like the rest of the week I can play more Armored Core. Um, yeah, because I've been having a lot of fun with it, um, even though it's, it is very enjoyable, even though it is frustrating in, in, in parts. Oh, and I like the part that you can just replay missions over and over for, for money. Like that's yeah. real. That's real nice. Like if you like the, no the one cool has, thing is, is that it doesn't depreciate over multiple replays. They set the amount and then you just get it. You can like make it more with how you perform, but they have a set base amount. Right. Cause you always have like repair costs and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that they take out of that. Um, but yeah, I, it's so much fun. It's definitely scratching that mech itch to where like, that's another reason why I want to finish 16. Cause I'm staring at that too. Like, man, I really need to see 16 through, but I want to play some armored core so bad. Um, so, Question about that because I 
I, I've been having this thought about like, you know, the, the whole mech uh, genre. Mm-hmm. You know how people say Attack on Titan is a mecha anime? Yeah. Would you say Final Fantasy 16 is a mecha video game? In the sense that you are piloting a giant creature, like creature slash being to fight I could see, other. I could see it because the joke I used to make with Attack on Titan is it's flesh mechs. Like it's just yeah. fl- it's just flesh mechs. Um, yeah. Like they're like if you get farther in Attack on Titan, spoilers for Attack on Titan. There's literally <laughs> different main titans. Like you have the Attack Titan. You have oh god, I'm forgetting names. The cart titan, a, the armored cart titan. titan, the armored titan, the colossal titan. Mm-hmm. There's different ones, um, and Final Fantasy is the same way. It's uh, mm-hmm. it, yeah. So I can see it. I can see. Okay. It. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Maybe I'm not like gonna a, disagree. You know. Maybe more of like a kaiju game. Yeah, that's I think that's more fitting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that and that's kind of Attack on Titan too, because they're more like kaiju because they're creatures than true, true, true. Than, but it is very much like flesh mechs. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Um, but yeah. Uh, with that, uh, you want to get into the news? Yeah, let's do it. Um, we're gonna kind of catch up these first. Uh, big chunk of stories actually um is going to be a lot of like catch up from gamescom um we kind of went over opening night live last week um and then these were kind of like some of the side interviews um that went on um and we're going to start with this one uh from this one comes from the verge but it's kind of everywhere um baldur's gate 3 is coming to the xbox this year uh baldur's gate 3 developer larian studios says that its huge rpg will be on xbox soon albeit without split-screen support on the Xbox Series S. Um, Mm. It is coming to, I believe, yep, it's coming to PlayStation 5 on September 6th. Um, And the, yeah, the big thing is just because it can't, because they want to get it out this year, they can get it to run on the Series X at split-screen fine, but they can't get it to run on a Series S on split-screen fine without making some, like, serious compromises. Um, oh, okay. okay. But no surprise. I mean, what do you what do you think? I, the only thing I'll say is no surprise that this game is one of the biggest of the year, if not the biggest mm-hmm. of the year, with how much hype and buzz it's getting. Like it's probably getting more buzz than honestly Tears of the Kingdom. Um, from what I've been seeing, uh, it does not surprise me that Microsoft wants to get that thing out on Xbox as fast as humanly possible. Um, what do you think? Yeah, no, it definitely um, definitely putting up way more numbers than I think most of the games that have been released this year. Um, like even just like a quick overview, I like to look at the viewers on Twitch to see what's being put up right now. Um, Boulder Skate 3 is putting up 75 or 37.5K viewers. Um, that's compared to like Armor Core 6, which is sitting at like a 9.7 right now. And even Final Fantasy 16 is sitting at a 757 flat. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's it's putting up. I think this is going to be similar to how Elden Ring was, where it was just talked about forever. Yeah. Um, and for it sure. still is. Uh, I think it's going to be even bigger because there is an entire like mod community ready to go. And the studio is open to working with them. And I think that's going to lend a lot to its longevity. Right, right. For sure. I'm just checking something here on my phone. Oh, you're screen. good. Um, yeah, I, I expect it to do. Keep doing well. I don't like, especially mm-hmm. because the game 
that's pretty long and has a lot of replay value. Um, I could definitely see it continuing to like, and it, like I said, I just, I just, Microsoft wants it. They need games. So it's like, they, oh, yeah, <laughs> they, they're going to need that like yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. So it would not surprise me if they push that out sooner. Um, little interesting that like the series S uh, isn't going to get the split screen version though. Um, yeah. I mean, it's also like we have a Series S. We don't have a Series X here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely doesn't perform at like the peak of what the X can, but it's still a really good console. And I think it could run it very well. It's just, I like I said, I think it comes down to time. Um, yeah. Because Microsoft's like, we want it this year. And Larian's like, all right, well, we'll give it to you. Maybe it'll be something that they can patch in later down the road. Um, I can see like, like a free update giving it to the S people mm-hmm. to the us. Yeah. Yep. To the us, <laughs> to the us. <laughs> um, and next story uh, comes from video games. Chronicle um, Xbox CMO actually says uh, Xbox exec says Starfield kicks off a multi-year relay race for first party titles. Um, uh, Xbox chief marketing officer, Jared West or Jared West told game that he's super excited uh, about the regular releases coming uh, coming for the company has planned following Starfield's arrival on September 6th. Uh, this is, in my mind, the doorway, almost like the starting gun to what I think is going to be a multi-year relay race of first-party titles, he said. Um, mm. That's good, uh, because we've been talking about it a lot on this podcast about, like, that's Microsoft's biggest problem is it's like lack of first party support. They kill it everywhere else, but they like the last big first party game was like Halo Infinite. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. What do you think? Especially as somebody who has an Xbox. Um, yeah, no, they didn't just start putting stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of crazy where like in, in our household, it's like I'm the Sony person um, and my fiance is 100 percent more of the the Xbox person. Uh-huh. Um, and it's crazy to watch me being able to, like, really pick basically any game that I want because of how fast Sony's pushing out games. Um, you get Microsoft Game Pass. Right. But again, it's all all third party stuff that you can already play on Sony or anywhere yeah. else. So that that's the big thing is like. You know, Sony over here, we got Verizon or Verizon Horizon. <laughs> um, we have uh, we have God of War. Uh, we have. But I mean, Starfield, I hear, is doing pretty decent right now. So that's a big Honestly, get. I like I've heard a mixed bag. I've heard it's that's doing true. very like I've heard like gameplay is pretty good. Uh, all things considered. But I've also heard it has a lot of the typical Bethesda tropes of like floating NPCs uh-huh. and the the face and mouth animations are just not there. I have so. heard that um cuz Fallout 4 was like a real buggy mess when it launched. I hear mm-hmm. it's not nearly as bad as that. Luckily. No, um, I haven't seen any like game breaking yet. Of course I haven't been looking too hard, but yeah. Um what I saw was uh the kind of like what I predicted was like the Everything outside of the combat is spectacular. The combat is very rote, and the story is just very rote. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, that—that's what I've heard. But uh, 
hopefully, like like they're saying, hopefully this starts kicking. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head though that would be coming. They better start announcing stuff because <laughs> all I know is Starfield, and then what? You know, um, I, I think the next one is. I can't think of any actually. Holy shit! Yeah, I know, right? Like, uh, <laughs> um. And I know that like Elder Scrolls Six is well. We got a story a little bit about that coming up, but mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls Six is now an exclusive. Um, and uh, uh, bro, uh, I was thinking like maybe Wolfenstein, um, which sucks for me because I love Wolfenstein. But um, next story comes from Video Games Chronicle. Uh, it's this is gonna be a lot of just Phil Spencer uh, here, um, which is kind of funny when we just mentioned the Baldur's Gate thing, um, but. Bill Spencer uh, doesn't see a world where Xbox Series X S has to miss out on some games. Um, on the S specifically, we designed the box with similarities to the X in clear places where we are targeting a different performance, Spencer told Eurogamer on Wednesday. And we're taking different feedback from devs, including Larian. I met with them today to talk about it, and I'm confident we're going to find a good solution and and we are going to learn. I don't see a world where we drop the S in terms of parity. I don't think you've heard... Uh, from us or Larian that this was about parody. I think that's more that the community is talking about it. There's There are features that ship on X today that do not ship on S, even from our own games like Ray Tracing that works on the X. It's not on the S in certain games. Uh, so for an S customer, they spent roughly half of what the X customer bought. They understand that it's not going to run the same way. Um, basically, he's just saying, though, that like game, they're, they're not going to be games that are going to be X exclusive. Um, what do you, I mean, good, but what do you think? I mean, good, but at the same time, I'm also like, like, like you're just stating the obvious at this point. Right. Like, I get skeptical. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, coming into this, this console generation, we were expecting to get every game on both consoles because X series S is just, a discless version of the X. So why would you make any exclusives to one copy of the console to the other? I see it more as like kind of a, and and this is what scares me about the possibility of a PS5 Pro is that when the PlayStation 4 Pro came out, about a year later, games were running like dog shit on the base PS4. Um, That's true. And could we see that happening where like, devs there's a lot of devs that you know he says that like he doesn't hear it but there are a lot of devs complaining that they have to hit multiple targets because of you know oh this one can only do 1440p but this one can go up to 4k oh this one does ray tracing this one doesn't um so they have to make Mm. a lot of concessions so they can say that all they want but until we see it uh or don't see it um i'm kind of skeptical because uh (laughs) uh old co-host Brandon said that uh cyber you know we we know the story of uh Cyberpunk 2077 literally destroying bricking his base PS4 which is what made him get yeah. a pro. <laughs> um so funny though. Yeah, and that's why I like I begrudgingly will probably get a PS5 Pro cuz I don't want that happening. Um <laughs> Um next one comes from IGN and kind of going off what we we're just talking about um Phil Spencer reiterates there is no need for a mid-generation refresh for the Xbox Series X and S right now. So like how they did the Xbox One X, which was like their Pro, they're Mm -hmm. still claiming that they're not going to do a Pro model, even though all signs are pointing to Sony doing one. Um, 
What do you think of that? I think this is more just a fallout of the the merger and all those court battles. This is not exactly to me. This is not coming across as a as a official statement from Microsoft. This is coming as a as a jab at Sony by Phil Spencer. That's all I'm getting from it. And here's my thing too: if Sony comes out with a PS5 Pro at the same price as a PS5, and it now starts smoking the Xbox Series X as far as performance. Xbox is behind immediately. Already, yeah, behind immediately. Because yeah. they launched this generation with, I'll say it, as even a guy who loves Sony, Xbox Series X is more powerful technically than the PlayStation 5. Um, yeah. So if Sony catches up or leaps ahead to where like, oh, you can do 4K30 on an Xbox Series X, come over here, you can do 4K60 over here. Um, that I feel like that Sony, I almost feel like Sony might be doing this to force Microsoft's hand to be like, well, now you have to make another box. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, just speculation, you know, um, mm-hmm. but you know, we have had a track record of me being right on some of these things. <laughs> um, so can I, can I interject real quick? Yeah. And this is back to the switch to. I guess it's kind of a question towards you as as the main host. Uh, how do you feel about leaks slash rumors on this podcast? If they're credible, I'm cool with them. Like, if, okay. If, why? What do you got? I got stuff about Switch Two. Yeah. Uh, it is from a re- a reliable source who has been proven right in the past. Okay. Yeah, that's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Apparently, the Switch 2 dev kits have been here for a while. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, This is a big one. It is backwards compatible. Nice. There is going to be a new cartridge format. Okay. There is now a camera feature. Uh, Okay. And uh, supposedly, Final Fantasy VII Remake looks and runs like a PS5 game on a Switch 2 dev kit. Okay, I'm, I'm assuming the, in I'm assuming in docked mode, not in probably. Oh, under, yeah. oh, I guarantee it. Because the other thing I heard too is when the leaks are coming out is that it's not going to be an OLED screen like the Switch OLED. It's going to be an LCD screen to cut down on mm-hmm. the cost. Um, probably that was the other thing. Um, yeah, hey, that, though, that's all. That's all I got for that though. That's all I want is a Switch with more power because I mean I I'll be honest like I like the convenience of being able to take it handheld if I need to. But mm-hmm. 99.9% of the time, I'm playing my Switch docked. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'll be honest, I do tend to play my PS5 more than my Switch. Um, but when I do play my Switch, it's usually right here in this chair in front of the screen um, playing it. Um, so that's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm, that has me excited, but also bummed because they're both supposed to come out at the same time, the PS5 Pro and the switch to i mean supposedly but at least at least the 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 switch the super switch is just going to be a massive leap forward for nintendo it's going to bring them up to current gen which is what i what i yeah. want what i like yeah because originally all they were saying was like oh it's going to run about as good as like a ps4 pro and it's like eh, oh, we're past that we're past that yeah. yeah um let's see let's see uh last two little blurbs from phil spencer here um we talked last week about the xbox 360 store shutting down uh this comes from GameSpot, and he really just kind of said this there was really no nothing um too much more said about it but he says phil spencer would love to keep the xbox 360 games from being lost as such shutdown looms 
Um, he said that uh, games preservation is critical to the to the Xbox team, uh, and he wants to ensure that those games can remain playable in some form. Um, didn't really offer a solution, um, but as like the head of Xbox, it's something that he's definitely con- thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. There's obviously a lot more people that work at Xbox that make decisions than him. Um, he just kind of leads the the charge, but uh, at least he is thinking about it. Um, what do you think? Right. Um, I don't know. One, yes, 100% do it. Two, uh, like I said last time, get the completionist on the line. Uh, let, let's have him buy all the games <laughs> before it shuts off. And three, I don't know. L- listen, Billy Spence... Xbox has kind of been on a on a on a on a on a tear. They've been on a tirade. Uh, good, they, of good they did PR. the whole they <laughs> they did the whole Activision Blizzard acquisition and basically took Sony to court over it, uh, or vice versa. And like shots were fired from both sides. There was that whole talk at some point of Xbox and Nintendo were going to have a partnership and allow Nintendo games to be showing up on Xbox Game Pass. Um, obviously, it feels like that's probably never going to happen because we haven't heard shit about it since. Right. Um, and I hate to be that guy. But again, I feel like this is a jab at another big tentpole company. They're shooting shots now at Nintendo saying we're going to keep somehow the the longevity of these old games alive even if we shut down the thing because your ass wanted to shut down the service and can all games that once lived on those right so i'm 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 sensing a lot of like this whole time i'm picturing back to i think it was e3 was it e3 or was it a game awards one of the two where there's a whole segment where uh um Reggie fils Phil Spencer, and I can never remember his name, but the guy from Sony, PlayStation Sony. Oh, he's not there anymore, but I can't remember his name now either. Yeah, but like all three walked out on stage together as a a sign of unity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that is now on fire and it's in the trash. Well, and you notice like Reggie fils was in between (laughs) Phil Spencer and what's his face? Uh, God, I can't remember that guy's name now because I know he's not there anymore. It's somebody else, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's hilarious. I also think like, like I just said, like they're trying to build some good PR. So saying mm-hmm. things like, hey, we're listening. We are going to care about these games. Not really offer a solution right now, but hey, we hear you. You know, at least it's yeah. something where like Sony last time around was like, no one gives a shit about backwards compatibility. And then people got mad about it. And that's why the PS5 has backwards compatibility, but only for yeah. one generation. Like it, it only goes back one generation where I have to hand it to Microsoft. The Xbox Series X can go all the way back. So, mm-hmm. um, with you know some exceptions with some games, but um, uh, last thing that he said, and this comes from GameSpot too, um, and he said, and this is kind of piggybacking on them not releasing like another version of the console anytime soon. Um, Xbox prices are not coming down anytime soon for the Series X specifically. Um, okay, I don't really got too much more to add on that except for uh, it doesn't surprise me um i could see I mean, the s it, going down but it's already like a very decently priced console i don't see yeah that's all i got to add so yeah yeah well yeah and they're already selling these things at a loss like um mm-hmm. they they think the original figures i was saying is that like the playstation 5 should have sold for like 700 and the series x should have sold for around 800 for what, mm-hmm. what's inside of it so the fact they're both selling for 500 i mean 500 is still a lot of money don't get me wrong but um it's 
they're still selling at these things at a loss. So in, in hopes to make it up on back up on software sales. So, um, I mean, I'm sure they made it back already with the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, more than likely, especially, especially now with it having to be bundled with gold like you ha you are required to have it now. So, right. Yeah. Um, next one comes from GameSpot. Uh, they did an interview with Todd Howard, uh, and he said a number of things, uh, like, uh, he confirmed that Machine Games is working on an Indiana Jones game, um, and they said it looks good. Kind of disappointing, because Machine Games does Wolfenstein, and I'm waiting for that Wolfenstein 3. I want to fight me some Mecha Hitler, and I, <laughs> he hasn't shown up yet. The one, I did find the one thing, though, in, in Wolfenstein 2 that was really funny, was, like, Hitler's like an old man in Wolfenstein 2 because it's like mm -hmm. it's technically set during like our time the World War 2 kept going and they won. Um you go to Venus and that's where Hitler is and he's like you're like acting in front of him like you're undercover but you're you're portraying an actor for like this propaganda video and there's a part where like you have to like run out and escape or or leave before Hitler after Hitler leaves the room. Well, you actually get a, an achievement because he's like laying on the floor like this, eating grapes like a pompous asshole. You actually get an achievement <laughs> for like stomping on his face. Um, okay. And but the, when you stomp on his face, you get lit up. Um, and, and it's, it's mm. game over. But like, I just found that real fun. I did it like four or five times. Um, That's so funny. <laughs> um, but so uh, he said that he did confirm that Elder Scrolls Six is a, is an exclusive, uh, and that they uh might have shown that game off a little too early. You think? Um, no shit. No but he did say shit. that uh, that he hopes the game aims to fill that role as the ultimate fantasy world simulator. Um, and then it, uh, he was asked about uh, his retirement, uh, and he said, uh, "Talking about his retirement is weird for me to, to think about. Uh, something that I believe is still a long way off. Uh, I want to do it forever. I think they will. That the way I work will probably evolve. But I look at seventy-one-year-old creator uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, and he's still doing it." Um, so how do we feel about Todd Howard possibly like leading Bethesda for like another 20 years? Get him out of there. <laughs> Get him out of there. Shigeru Miyamoto puts out numbers. True. Does a fantastic job. Uh, I think it is, it is a crime to, uh, compare yourself to, uh, Miyamoto. Right. Um, it's uh, R.I.P. to the lead singer, but it's almost like when Smash Mouth referred to themselves as uh, the next Beatles. I think it's. Yeah. Yeah. Get him out of there. Yeah. Get him out and, of there. and, you know, I, you know, I like I like it when Todd Howard hits, but he's had just as many misses as hits, in my opinion. If um, not more misses than hits. Yeah. Like Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas. Elder, Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 3 and Skyrim. Were kind of like oh, you're talking about the hits that I, thought I liked. Talking about yeah, that I liked. Yeah, no, misses is like 76. I'm not the biggest mm -hmm. fan of Elder Scrolls Online. Um, All the mobile games. Yeah. No, yeah. Fallout Shelter. God. Mm -hmm. um, all right, and then I think that is actually pretty much everything from Gamescom. We got like another little thing later on to touch on, but um, uh, the next one comes from Kotaku, and it says yet another Rockstar Games veteran has left the company. Uh, after 16 years, Michael Unsworth has seemingly left the company behind uh, Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, he was, uh, what was his title? Vice President of Writing, which I think is just a weird title. Vice President of Writing. 
like who's the president of writing um mm-hmm. uh and you know this has been kind of happening over the last few years uh in 2020 laszlo jones the infamous laszlo who's on all the radio stations he left uh <laughs> and dan hauser left and then leslie benzies also left um mm. and so you have like kind of the old guard uh leaving rock star um that were kind of behind you know the original grand theft auto trilogy well three vice city san andreas they've been there for a long time uh red dead redemption grand theft auto 5 red dead redemption 2 um i have a take but what what do you think well i was actually gonna ask you do you think this is either changing of the guard and allowing uh new guys to step forward or do you think this is uh a sign of how um oh shoot gta 6 is going to be um the only thing that really bums me out the only one that really bummed me out was laszlo because he was always like the dj on the like talk radio stations which was hilarious Mm -hmm. um but i mean i'm starting to feel like you know the gta humor is a little dated a little bit Um, a little bit and I think there's been enough people working under him. I mean, he worked there for 16 years and, and the, the other people even longer. Um, I feel like they've done enough to like train up their replacements probably. Uh, mm-hmm. But personally, I feel like this could be a good thing. Um, just getting some new, fresh, younger writers writing these games that have been, you know, now around for like 20 years. Um, yeah. I feel like that, especially when I just said like the humor's kind of gotten a little... I wouldn't say stale, but very dated. Um, it's like yeah. it's like kind of going back and watching South Park now. Um, yeah, like modern South Park. It's kind of eh, it's funny to an extent, but it's a little cringe. I feel like getting some fresh people in there um, would only help. Um, uh, next story comes from Game Ramp, but it was kind of all over the place. Uh, and this is kind of like a two-parter story here. Um, rumor, and this is a rumor. Uh, based on a leak um looks like dragon age Dreadwolf, though long story short is probably a ways off um which was the sequel to well, the last dragon age was all the way in 2014 that's when my daughter was born and she's gonna be nine this year um <laughs> and you know with the success of like fallen order and stuff and uh uh the <laughs> unsuccess of uh things like anthem um you know I see, you know, Respawn's kind of taking that um, over that mantle. It used to be BioWare was like their biggest studio and th- their big mm-hmm. baby. Uh, and now I kind of see Respawn kind of uh, taking up that mantle. I don't know. What what do you think, though, of uh, Dragon Age being, you know, still being a ways off? Um, I also think this is might be a, uh, a fallout of uh, how much of a leap in games we've gotten. Yeah. Like, like... I've been talking like we were earlier with Baldur's Gate 3. It's just, it set a new precedent. And I think this might be a little bit of a fallout of that is all these new precedents are being set while games are being in progress. And they're like, well, now we got to go back to the drawing board and like make it even beefier to to beat out some of these competitors. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I'll be honest, I wasn't the biggest Dragon Age fan. I like Dragon Age Origins, uh, but, like, I wasn't that big a fan of, like, Dragon Age 2 or Inquisition, uh, that much, so I don't really have a dog in this fight, um, but, mm-hmm. I mean, Bioware has kind of been, I, I 
well, we'll just get into the next story. Just to kind of go into it. Um, this comes from The Verge. Um, Bioware is laying off approximately 50 people. Uh, General Manager uh, Gary McKay wrote that layoffs were necessary to ensure the health of the studio as it continues development on Dragon Age Dreadwolf. Um, hmm. And they're also working on, like, a follow-up to Mass Effect, too. Um, like, another another Mass Effect. Um, hmm. So maybe this being farther off has to deal with, you know, they're laying people off. They're not getting the budgets that they used to get. Um, and that's what I was about to say is, like, Bioware seems like it's just kind of been in the death throes since Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, maybe even Mass Effect 3. I don't know. What do you think? Um... Honestly, I really don't have an opinion for this. It sucks, but I don't. It's just, it sucks that 50 people are getting laid off. That's 100% the worst part. It's just more of, uh, I hate corporate bullshit. Yeah. That's about all I got to say. It's yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, I I used to love Bioware. I mean, Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, mm-hmm. I did like the first two Mass Effects. All right. Uh, Mass Effect 3 a little less. Mass Effect 2 is probably the best one. Um but Andromeda was absolute garbage. <laughs> um, just straight up, that game was dog shit. And people try to argue with me that that game was like, oh, that game was all right. I was like, no, that they they killed Mass Effect. That game ruined Mass Effect. Like, yeah, that game had so much hype behind it. And then when it came out, it landed like a wet fart. Like, it, it was not good. Um, so funny. And, I mean... Yeah. I not much more to say about that except for I, yeah. I worry for the future of Bioware. Like they need a hit. Like they need this mm-hmm. next Dragon Age, which is their next one to come out. It needs to be good, or else I could see EA doing what EA does, shutting you down. Like and, yeah. and that would be sad. That would be really sad for somebody the size of Bioware who's got the pedigree that Bioware has had um mm-hmm. to be shut down. Um Next story comes from GameSpot, uh, kind of in more in the EA block. Um, EA is going to be shutting down online servers for uh, 12 games by the end of the year. Um, these 12 games are uh, Crisis 3 for PS3, Xbox 360, Xbox One, uh, Steam, and EA Play. Um, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 14 for Xbox 360 and uh, PS3. Um, Restaurant Dash Gordon Ramsay for Apple, Google, and Amazon. Um, FIFA 18, FIFA 18, 19, 20, 21 for PC, Xbox One, PS4, PS5, Series S, all that stuff. Uh, Battlefield 1943, Battlefield Bad Company, Battlefield Bad Company 2, Dead Space 2, and Dante's Inferno uh, were all ones that were included. Um, yeah, not much more to say about that. Uh, just that, you know, they're going to ending. It doesn't surprise me. A lot of these games are pretty old at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are like like a lot of them saying like 360 games and last gen uh things like that um this next story i'm not too happy about um comes from the verge sony is raising the price of playstation plus um the cheapest tier which is like the basic tier that i pay for which is 60 dollars, is going up to 80 dollars per year mm-hmm uh, the extra plan is going from 100 to 135, and the premium plan is going from 120 to 160, and these prices are going to affect starting September 6th, so in two days. Mm. I'll let you start. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so that's shitty. 
it yeah. is a it is a 33% increase across the board. Um, I have a friend at my other job who uh, straight up just said, I immediately canceled it. Uh, I'm no longer renew renewing it. Um, I don't know how many people I've seen on Twitter who have said ever since that announcement, they have canceled their uh, their Sony online subscription. Uh, and that sucks because um, well, I wanted to play online with uh, with you and Armored Core 6, uh, but I don't want to pay that price. I hear you. Um, we might have to just get one of those in real soon here. Um, yes. I usually I, I, I usually renew mine every Christmas. My mom or somebody in my family usually gets me like one of the prepaid cards that pay it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's worth it even for the base tier. Because even the no. PS Pro games you've been getting lately, or the PS Plus games that you've been getting lately, haven't they've been a lot of hit and misses. Uh, there's been a few good ones sprinkled in throughout the year, mm-hmm. but even then, like I let my Nintendo one lapse to keep up with my PlayStation one. Now I might go back and get my Nintendo one again. See, here's the thing: I 100. I don't. I don't even think I have PlayStation Online anymore. I think I turned that off a long time ago. I've kept the Nintendo one going because. Uh, I use it a lot for like Pokemon and stuff like that. But that's the downside is that I don't play any games that's going to warrant me to keep that price. I don't play Call of Duty. I don't play like Battlefield. I don't play any of those games. So an $80 price tag just so I can play for a few hours with you on Armored Core 6 is not right. It's not the thing for me. We'll get a stream in and then we'll call it. (laughs) I don't even know if we can do it now because I don't have it. So right, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, and I think it's just why are we still in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three? Why in the fuck are we still paying to just play online when on PC yeah. you could do that for fucking free? For fucking free, it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous that that is still behind a pay- paywall. That does not make any sense to me. It is Mm-mm. dumb. Why? Why, 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 why? I don't under there there cannot be a feasible reason why they're still continuing. And Xbox does it too. Why they continue to that's part of like the I think I think the downside is that not enough people question it. Probably. That would be that'd be my guess. Up until like fairly recently, I was like, oh yeah, that's just part of owning a console. Is like you just pay the price. But it's like I can get the same games on my PC and still play them online, but all I have to pay is my internet bill. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. No. Um, and then like that's of- just that's just taking like that's like in in a sense that is doubling my internet bill just so I could play on one console. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Heaven forbid if I wanted to have an Xbox and a PlayStation. Yeah. And the way I look at it, because like I said, again, I get it usually as a Christmas gift. That's a waste mm-hmm. of a fucking Christmas gift. I could have somebody spend $80 on a fucking video game for me instead of like... Fuck, yeah, just get a new fucking game. Yeah, like I don't play online. I play 99.9... Armored Core is the first game that has online multiplayer that I've played in probably years. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. Elden Ring did too, but I never played it with anybody. I was playing solo. Um, I... I hate it. I hate it. It's yeah. dumb. Uh, the I, they need to make that free. They just need to make that included at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. 
last Sony story here. This is kind of a touching, and we talked about the PlayStation Portal, <laughs> PSP, uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's some things that kind of came out about it. Um, it's not going to have an OLED screen, which... Oh my God, wait, hold up. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Do you think they called it the the PlayStation Portal because they were going to lose the trademark on the place, the PSP trademark because of PlayStation Portable? Oh, shit. Maybe. I didn't even think about that. I was just saying that to be funny. Like, uh, that yeah, that, the PSP is alive again, baby. But uh, it was funny. But now it just bring it just it hit a chord. And I was like, hmm, OK. Um, And the other thing they said is like, yes, it's going to be able to connect to your PS5 to play games remotely. But it cannot connect to the games that can be cloud streamed already, mm-hmm. which doesn't make any sense to me. So it only can play the games that are physically on your PS5. So if you like subscribe to get the like cloud streaming games to your PS5, right? You have no access to those. Uh, this thing's going down the drain faster than I can uh, the, the, uh, than I can get to it. So all I can say yeah. is last week when I said I would more be willing to pay a $99 price tag for this instead of 200, this is more oh, like, this, 50. Is, this is more like reassuring that it shouldn't like, Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to get one now. I don't see the point, especially like I said, when I say I don't even play my switch in handheld mode half the time, mm-hmm. I don't see me getting one. Um, unless they want to send me one. Um, <laughs> I'll check it out, uh, but um, no, no, thank you. Uh, that yeah. just seems like a really big missed opportunity because that's what this thing does. It's remote play. So why would it not be able to connect you to your network that streams? I I don't get it. I don't get it, Dustin. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no control. Um, we're going to jump back a few here because I technically skipped over one. Um, oh, but I didn't, really, I didn't really pull this up. Uh, as a story because it's already oh i can i can take it um well we already i've watched it twice like oh um, okay 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 it's uh the super mario wonder direct um Mm -hmm. i kind of wanted to tie this into the the couple of next stories um they had a direct this week we'll start with you what did you think so uh funny enough i hate to do the uno reverse card the whole reason why i put this in here is to get your take because i've already been on board where i wanted to play this game but now with the more info coming out and all the stuff they announced i wanted to see where you were at because you were saying you don't know if you wanted to play the game i'm sold Okay. I That's all after I watching that 15 minute direct with all the new stuff that they're adding into it they added just enough new stuff Obviously, like the one family game that we play in the household is Mario. Uh, we mm-hmm. were just actually I watched it again in front of them right before we got we met for the podcast so they could finally see the direct. Um, mm-hmm. I have Super Mario 3D World, the remake for Switch on Switch. I'm trying to convince them to let me trade that in to go put it towards Super Mario Wonder right now. Um, so I, I think to kind of like I don't mean to to be the one to. Uh, be your salesperson but (laughs) i think this is the perfect family game at this point yeah um because like one you get two characters who won't take any damage yep perfect for children just to get in and just have fun but you can still play as your other characters 
um, that do take damage to give the parents a little bit more of a of a challenge versus the children. Plus, you can still interact with them. Like one can play Yoshi, who doesn't take damage, but you could ride Yoshi. Yeah, I saw that. That you was could, pretty cool. You could ride Yoshi as Yoshi. Yeah, yeah. Um, the new power ups are cool. They showed more. They showed the mm-hmm. elephant more about the elephant um the bubble power the drill the drill power up the drill is pretty fucking cool seemed pretty fucking cool um i, I the- think the thing that i love the most though is that it's not in the mushroom kingdom yeah it's in the flower kingdom it's in a brand new kingdom we're not gonna get the same stuff as before it's not mm-hmm. gonna be a rehash of new super mario mario bros wii u is yeah. it's a whole new thing and that's what i like yeah yeah those new super mario brothers games were um they were good when they were were, were released but similar to skyrim they were beaten when until the they were dead one came out on the ds the original ds it was yeah good. no and then they kept making them and mm-hmm. they were very repetitive like they didn't even change like if you go back and play those games it's like oh you got your standard world then a desert world then this world even the the worlds were in the same order so like when the 3ds one came out i played that one and then when the wii u came one came out it was like the same fucking game um yeah. which but was Chase, my which was my worry with wonder they added the luigi challenges what do oh, you mean they didn't off. do anything new <laughs> <laughs> i don't give a shit um <laughs> i that was my worry though with wonder is it looked originally like i was like is this gonna be another like super mario new super mario brothers i feel if this is the last year of the switch we got a 3D Mario at the beginning of the Switch life cycle, and now we're getting your more traditional 2D Mario at the mm-hmm. end of the life cycle. It's a perfect send-off because, I mean, I don't think Metroid Prime 4 is going to come at this point in time. Probably not. Um, that'll probably Honestly, be... Honestly, I'm, I'm okay with that because if I want a very graphically intensive Metroid game, I'm going to want it on the Switch too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is like kind of the perfect swan song for like the final holiday season of the Switch um the kind of cap but off. hey you can also get a a special branded red switch oled to go with it oh my god so stupid i'm so tired of branded consoles you have no idea um, it almost got me because red's my favorite color it, it almost got me <laughs> and you just bought the pokemon one last I'm a year consumer <laughs> <laughs> I hate capitalism, but I love capitalism. Yeah, no, I, no, yeah I'm like that too. I'm at. <laughs> it's conditioned us this way. <laughs> um, yeah, I, so I'm 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 now sold on it. I'm trying to figure out because like I'm limited on funds for the rest of the year um, mm-hmm. until Christmas. So I'm trying to figure out what's like the last game do I pre-order before you know, the end of the year. And I'm thinking it's going to be wonder because I saw enough okay. stuff that I also like the badges that you're going to equip badges. Yeah. That's cool. That's, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. You can only have one at a time, but I think it gives enough of a challenge to make it fun. I could see if you had too many on it, you'd be like invincible though. Like it, you'd be broken. Yeah. 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 So I could definitely see like limiting it to one at a time. And then like the wonder flowers, like that just mm-hmm. completely like from what I could tell, like could help you or in some cases even hinder you it looks like yeah like yeah that looks fun um yeah i i'm i'm sold that direct sold me and it's if you guys have watched it go back and watch it it was only like 15 minutes super short um 
Piggybacking off of that, though, the reason why I wanted to get in that before this, uh, Video Games Chronicle has stated that uh, the Nintendo Switch has overtaken the Wii in lifetime sales in the United States. It's now right Damn. behind the Xbox 360 in the United States, um, which uh, right now looks like uh, Switch Global Lifetime sales stood at 129, uh, 129.53 million by the end of June. Um, Damn. And the, it, like Wii was one of the best-selling consoles of all time, um, mm-hmm. right behind the PS2. PS2 is, still holds that record. Um, but damn, that is good. Um, yeah. with the, you know, the switch Two officially being in development. I mean, I'd say they're sitting pretty. Um, Oh yeah. Do we, 100%. do we see it catching Xbox box 360 before next year? Uh, how far is the gap? Oh shit. Um, I think that's, my, that's what I need to know to, to make the judgment. Uh, it's just us sales. Yeah, this is just U.S. sales. Switch U.S. sales. Um, I don't know how I can find the metric. I want to say it was like 130 to 140 for the Xbox 360. Okay. Maybe. Uh, let me, let me. I can't find the whole ass metric, though. U.S. lifetime sales. If I could type. Um, the switch is at. Oh, wait. That's Japan. OK, I found I know it's like in the past. Oh, right here, right here. It's from IGN. Do they does IGN give me a number? If they can give me a number, I can make a guess. Yeah, all the numbers are saying like it's lower. It's like 87. But I was like, I think that was like until the next generation, not while it was on sale. Um, yeah. While you're looking for that, I'll just cover this real tiny one here. Um, Excitebyte yeah, sure. uh, Nintendo 64 is, Excitebyte 64 is being added to the, or was added, uh, it's out now, to the uh, uh, Nintendo Switch Online pack. Um not too much more to say. Uh, I liked dirt bikes as a kid, so because uh, I could never afford one, and my dad didn't let me have one. Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's coming to Nintendo sixty four, um, or coming to Nintendo Switch Online for the for the N sixty four expansion pack. Um, my daughter loves the original Excite Bike. Um, I actually have a yeah. coaster right here that's the excite bike cartridge that's so cool um i have a bunch of other ones too that are like zelda donkey kong but out of the ones that i have like this one's my least favorite so if mm-hmm. i'm gonna have one wear out it's this one um but uh <laughs> yeah excite bike is cool um cool that they're adding that um that's awesome um i did find the answer okay uh and my my answer is no um so supposedly nintendo has sold 49 million units for the switch in america they will have to sell more than 85.73 million units okay so yeah no i don't think it's gonna i don't think it's gonna reach that okay yeah yeah that's kind of a big number to try to close the gap um yeah next story is actually comes from uh 
Epic Games itself or store.epicgames.com. Uh, they're introducing a program, uh, and I think this is more kind of to get another shot at Steam. Um, they're introducing mm-hmm. the Epic First Run program. Um, I'll just read it here. Today we're introducing the Epic First Run program, an opt-in exclusivity program for third-party developers on the Epic Game Store. The new Epic First Run program gives participants the opportunity to boost their net revenue from from the user spending on eligible products from 88% to 100% in their first six months on the Epic Game Store. After their six-month run, participants will continue to benefit from Epic's 88 to 12% uh, revenue split. Um... So if you don't know, um, Steam has a traditional 70-30 split um, with the developer taking 70 and Steam taking 30. Um, Epic, when they kind of came out, announced their 88-12 split to kind of, you know, entice developers over here. They are now saying that if you come to us first exclusively, um, and they said that doesn't count like your own storefront. You can still sell it on your own storefront. But if you come to them as like your exclusive launcher, they're going to let you keep 100% of the profits for the first six months um, or 100% of the revenue. Um, what, do you, what do you think? Um, I'm sorry. I, I blinked for a second. <laughs> uh, I'll let you take this one. <laughs> I mean, I just think this is more incentive for, I mean, it's awesome for like indie developers. Um, oh yeah to like even you know for your first six months to not like have to share any of that revenue and you just you keep it all that's pretty Mm -hmm. awesome um we all know that epic has stupid amounts of money with Fortnite, so it's not like they're taking a hit um true and it's and it's only for six months once the six months is over then it rolls back to its normal split which is already better than steam split um Uh, honestly i think this just gives more incentive to make better indie titles by indie groups well and it tells them to put it on epic like if they're gonna put yeah. it out anywhere yeah but then you make like shit tons of money and you can improve upon that game instead of paying like absorbing amount of fees and losing income just by putting it on steam and then after that six months you can put it on steam like yeah. that's, that's the thing so i i see it as a win-win for you know oh 100 epic gets an exclusivity deal out of the deal and mm-hmm developers get get their bag um yeah um next one kind of a sad one um yeah uh embracer uh is shutting down uh volition studios after uh 30 years um the restructuring comes after the swedish media company reportedly lost out on two billion dollars from the saudi government um if you don't know volition was behind red faction uh the saints Row series um a lot of good games a lot of okay games too because i mean agents of mayhem was kind of meh and that uh saints row reboot was not that great either uh but that first initial run of saints row games and the red faction games were actually really good um so kind of sad to see them go i don't know what do you think um yeah i think it's very sad but also at the same time i'm like the saints row remake did not do anything no it barely pushed any kind of numbers so yeah it, it that's it's 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 just always sad when you see a studio like they have one or two bad games and that's it like they mm-hmm. close them up i it speaks to how volatile and how unstable our current video game industry is that like you can ship one or two bad titles and that's fucking it you're done um 
And here's the downside is that, like you can make a great title. It could be one of the greatest games ever made. But if you do not make the sales aspect of it, you're done. Yeah, yeah. You can have games and that's that what are, a lot of you can have games that are critical success, but yeah, they get that commercial get, success is what matters. Yep, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I'll let you kind of take over this next one because the only thing yeah. I was able to find uh was that you know uh, Spyro's 25th anniversary is coming up, um, mm-hmm. and in response, yeah, we got a Spyro Day on September 8th. So uh, as the Spyro, I believe it was Spyro Twitter announced uh, when I wrote this note, they are doing like a week long celebration of the legacy of Spyro to celebrate its 25th anniversary with a bunch of releases. Um, They started off by just announcing that uh, the Spyro Reignited trilogy has sold 10 million units uh, globally, which I think is fantastic for a game. Um, especially a HD remake of three old games on a very old system. Um, they also released the entire Reignited Trilogy soundtrack on Spotify. I don't know if it's on like Apple Music or anything like that, but that's still dope as hell. Um, and it's all going to culminate with a big celebration on the 8th. Nothing's being said of what's going to be released or announced or said on the 8th. I have my fingers crossed that we're going to get a brand new Spyro title announced. That is my dream. Spyro and Crash were my games as a child. Um, those were the games I played the most on the PlayStation 1. And if we, if I, ooh, I think I even said this like not too long ago on the podcast. If we can get a new Spyro game, kind of like similar to how they did the new Crash title where they did the, the, I can't, it was, I can't remember the title, but. I'm still very excited for this. Um, and the only thing I can say about this, and this is a little bit of a depressing point, um, but oh god, with micro, you know, with Microsoft buying Activision, they technically own the rights to Crash yeah. and Spyro. But with that story that we had earlier about this, could you be crashed like the- my dreams. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Um, they. God, your terrible pun threw me off. Um, <laughs> um, with, you know, that guy saying, I can't, I forgot his name now already, the Xbox's CMO saying that Starfield was going to be the start of that drip of first-party titles. Could yeah. that include Spyro? I think, yeah, I can see where, yeah, I can um, see that. Especially because Sony dug their heels in at the, um, and the court proceedings and it's like, well, we want uh, Call of Duty for the next 10 years. They could totally be like, but you didn't say anything about Spyro, but you yeah. didn't say anything about Crash. Um, or Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah. It's, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, maybe uh, with, you know, him saying that we have more stuff in development, maybe, maybe, maybe twice. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> I hope I so. Hope but place I hope where not. Bob says we struck a deal and we're able to keep it. Right. Yeah. Um, last, uh, three-ish stories. Yeah, three stories here. And this one's kind mm-hmm. of a smaller one because there hasn't been a ton of details. Um, we talked about earlier how Final Fantasy 16 got an update. Um, this mm-hmm. comes from IGN. Final Fantasy 16 is getting two DLC expansions and, uh, its PC port is officially in development. Uh, this qu- is a quote from, uh, Yoshi P. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we've seen many opinions and reactions from our community of Final Fantasy 16 players, but one thing came through perfectly strongly was how people wanted to see more of Dallas Dia's story and spend more time with their inhabitants. Um, 
And then the other quote is, finally, while Final Fantasy 16 was released as a PlayStation 5 exclusive, we are aware that many of you have been asking for a PC version. So allow me to take this opportunity to officially announce that the development of a PC version is currently underway. I hope to be able to give you more information on both upcoming DLC and the PC version at the end of the year. So please stay tuned. Um, so yeah, no new info uh, except for that we know it's a it's a story DLC. Um, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Uh, I'm cool with it going to PC. I'm cool with plenty of people getting to play that game because it's mm-hmm. I haven't finished it yet, but it's definitely high on my list for um um game of the year. Uh, if not, oh, for sure. If not game of the year, um, I'm still hem hawing around about that um, <laughs> in my head. Um, Next story is is definitely a sad one. Um, mm-hmm. This comes from Game Informer. It was all over the place. Um, the original Harley Quinn voice actress Arlene Sorkin uh, has passed away at sixty seven. Um, yeah. she was the one that did the uh, the original voice uh, of Harley Quinn in the Batman animated series, um, and really kind of inspired everybody for years to kind of riff. Anytime anybody did Harley Quinn. They were kind of trying to do their best, Arlene Sorkin. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, real sad. I know you're a big superhero guy. So, what what do you what do you got to say? I mean, it's definitely and sad. Voice actor. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it definitely it definitely hit a chord. I think one of the saddest things I saw was um, someone had done a, a an art piece of Batman and Harley Quinn holding hands, walking into like an internal light. Right. So it, it is sad. Um, my heart goes out to the family. Um, I just learned that her husband was actually Christopher Lloyd. So, um, my heart, oh, it's a different Christopher Lloyd. Just kidding. <laughs> Common name. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, my heart goes out to them, and it, it is very sad and very unfortunate. Uh, and this last one, um, you kind of threw in yeah. here, and I did find an article on it from. Uh, Dexter toe, uh, Dexter two, Dexter toe. Um, I got, I got the actual, like from them. Okay. Well then you probably got a better source. I do that. I'm going to let you, uh, handle this one. Okay. So this one's very important to me specifically. Um, SAG after has announced that. Let me, will uh, seek all- let me cut you off here. Should be important to everybody. Uh, yeah, it should be important to everyone, but me specifically, cause it, leaves me in a lot of gray areas and we'll get to it in a second. Um, SAG-AFTRA has announced that it will seek authorization for a second strike against the major video game companies. Um, Similar to how they're doing with the TV and movie production companies where they're not paying residuals and they're not paying any kind of good charges up front. Uh, Some video game companies are doing the exact same thing. And listen, people deserve their bag. Uh, and it's highly unfortunate that we have to live in a world where someone who is making a TV show or starring in one of the highest grossing games of all time uh, is only going to make $16,000 a year. And that's not even enough to get the insurance policies through the SAG union. Um, that being said, they have list, put out a list of um, struck companies. Uh, and this is the hard part. So there, there's eight in total. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, no, there's ten. So they include Activision Productions, Blind Light, Disney Character Voices, EA Productions, Epic Games, Formosa Interactive, Insomniac Games, 
Take Two Productions, VoiceWorks Productions, and WB Games. Um, there is no clear indication on if a this uh, a deal has been met, um, or uh, b if we're going on strike for that. Um, this leaves me in a very tough spot. Um, I know, I know for sure you are going to be like, well, I'm going to stand in solidarity. Um, as a voice actor, I, I will say that I'm a voice actor. I, I haven't done any roles, but I've done the work and I have a demo out there. Um, I just, it all started at the wrong time because it started as the strike started. Right, um, right. But as someone who is eventually going to get into this industry and is hoping to one day be a SAG card holder, this puts a lot of the stuff that I do here and I do on my mainstream uh, in a little bit of a weird area. Um, I will just say that if they go on strike, um, I will not be talking about any games from these 10 studios. If they announce more studios, I will also not be talking about games from those studios. Uh, that being said, I will also not be streaming them. I hear you. I, I don't blame you. Uh, they need to come to the negotiating table and just pay these people a fucking fair wage. That's what it fucking yeah. comes down to. Pay people a wage to live. Uh, pay people enough to where they have insurance. Pay people enough to where they have some sort of pension. Like, they mm -hmm. need to... They And, you know, it's already bad enough in, like, Hollywood and stuff. It's even worse in the games industry and in the anime industry, especially. People mm -hmm. don't get paid shit. Um, that's why it's like... As much as I want, like the near Automata anime to get finished and dubbed, I know why it's not being finished. It's because of that right now. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So pay those people their fucking money, what they deserve. Mm -hmm. And yes, I will use the fuck word as many times as I want. Pay their people their fucking money that they deserve. You greedy pieces of shit. <laughs> and then you can move on to making your money. It, 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 and see, like, here's the craziest thing. And I, I've. This is probably why you probably haven't seen me mention a whole lot of TV shows. You and I were talking about one prior to this, but it's why I didn't mention it in the things I've been doing, because right. it is a struck show. Um, that being said, I don't see these claims to be that unreasonable. Um, I've been following a lot of the, the stuff since the beginning. I followed all the what the, all the other TV like and movie CEOs have been saying. Uh, fuck them. Um, basically, they're asked. All they're really asking is a protection of from AI. Which is 100 percent. Yes, like no more copying people with AI, no more using AI to replicate people's voices. Um, they're also seeking wage increases for video game performers. That is voice work and also mocap workers. Um, 100%. Uh, and all it is is just a 11% retroactive to expiration and 4% increase in the second and third years of the agreement. And it's necessary for members' wages to keep up with the inflation. And that's it. Yeah. Oh, how unreasonable. How I know. unreasonable. Uh, like... I, I in the past, I have talked very highly of a certain uh, person who has run a big, giant, multi-billion dollar company, Bob Iger, um, who I talked very highly of because he uh, did a lot of work for the company. He did a lot of great things. Um, he's the one one of the two that have been saying probably the worst stuff 
about these these strikers uh him and uh zaslav who is warner brothers um have been saying like people just go back to work because they want to or um it is actually bob Iger was the one that said uh we'll just wait it out yeah until you have no no food or rent and then we'll just make you come back and then we'll pay you less which is so shitty like fuck you you piece of shit mm-hmm. i will just say when the revolution comes you will get the motherfucking wall um yeah <laughs> yeah and, it, and it, like here's the worst part is like someone broke it down that to make these increases to every sad card holder to make this kind of pay these CEOs would only take a 3% pay cut. Yeah. Out of multi-million dollar year checks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Typical America, though. You see it everywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Big CEOs can't afford to lose their 3% of their millions and possible billions that they already make just so everybody else can make money. Um, I just don't know how you can sit there on a million dollar yacht and say these people need to work. When you do nothing, really. When you do nothing. Yeah. 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 100%. Like, this, this stuff actually makes me, like, pretty fucking angry. Um, As it should. It should yeah, make, like I said, is... it makes me angry. It makes everybody angry. I think, you know, because I, I look at the bigger picture. I look at it, like, up, like, and now I want other industries to follow suit because they ain't the only industry to do it. I mean, Adam Conover uh, has talked about oh, like, love that guy. Uh, about how like he is doing this in hopes that like the auto industry follows suit and other industries follow suit because this is which happen. It happens everywhere. People mm-hmm. are being fucking exploited while these big wigs are just making raking in all the dough and then laying a bunch of people off or just not fucking paying them what they should be paid. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, it's we yeah I, yeah no. I guess I guess to like give a few more like factual closing statements to this. Uh, one, this is not actually saying it's going on strike. This is what's leaving. It's leaving up to the a vote to the board to if they go to potentially issue a strike. Um, what this is is that it's a voting uh, going out to the voters of SAG on September fifth, uh, so tomorrow, um, and it will close five p.m. on the twenty fifth of September. So twenty days. Um, basically, this is just authorizing the ability to go on strike if these companies do not meet these these terms. And that's it. Good on them. Good yeah. on them. Um, yeah, can't don't have much more to say about that, except for uh, stop bitching about your TV shows not getting the new seasons. This is why um, I've been seeing a lot of shitty yeah. takes. About the oh, just get back to work. I want my new season of this. I want my new season. Fuck no. you. Fuck off. No. Like a hundred percent. Like, what if you weren't getting paid shit for the job? That I mean, we don't get paid shit anyway. But yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say we already don't get paid shit. Um, but like, just imagine like if you weren't getting paid what you were worth. Like all these people want is a living wage. They mm-hmm. want it. They want some security between projects. They want. They want the ability to do this this thing that they love and not have the fear of being overwritten by an AI program that effectively eliminates the human aspect out of it and just pushes out garbage yep. for the sake of dollar bills. Yep. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, man, we always end these on a on a on a great. Yeah, note. yeah. <laughs> but I felt like I didn't want to set the bar with this one. I feel like this was a a pretty intensive one that I want to leave for last. And I'll probably I'm probably gonna have a SAG after watch for this. Yeah. Um, and just pay close attention and maybe have some news in the future for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, that was the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, what, uh, what are you going to be getting into this week? Uh, are you going to be streaming any, try to stream anything at all? Uh, I definitely do plan on streaming. Um, trying to decide on what to play. Cause I have, I, I now have hit that part where I'm like, I have too much to play. I, I know first world problem. Boohoo me. Um, it, I want to play more Armored Core 6 on stream. Um, I also want to play uh, 30XX to show that off on stream. And I also really want to show off uh, Sea of Stars to just show how cool it is. Um, But yeah, I probably will just keep playing those two games. Maybe I'll hop back into Pokemon. Pokemon's not grabbing my attention. It is specifically just so I can start playing the DLC when it drops in like two weeks. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I am making it. A promise here. I'm gonna actually commit. Okay. I am going to finish Final Fantasy 16 before the next podcast. You're not I that far. I, off. Do, I think I can do it. Um, you got maybe two or three hours left. Yeah. Um, and then I'm hoping to get another stream in this weekend. Maybe Armored Core Six. Uh, oh, actually, I think me and Violet might be streaming something together. Ooh. We might do a daddy daughter stream uh, with no camera. Okay. Um, so we might do some Mario. Um. But um, you can find us at underscore black box signal on Twitter and on uh, YouTube. Uh, and you can find us on Twitch at backslash black box signal. Email us at black box signal podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on blue sky at black box signal uh, dot blue sky dot social, something like that. You just search <laughs> black box signal on blue sky. Where can they find you? Uh, yeah, so you can always find me at Twitter at DarPrimeVOTTV. Um, and then you can find me on Twitch at just Darius Prime. I guess, should we shout out that, that we also have TikToks? We do now. Um, just go to our Twitter. I have a link tree that has same. all our links. Um, same. It's same thing. It's probably, I think it's just Darius Prime or DarPrimeVOTTV. Yeah, I um, actually don't have a TikTok. TikTok. It's just the black box signal TikTok. Um, yeah. And yeah, you can follow me at chasing chase TV or chasing underscore chase on Twitter and chasing chase TV uh, on Twitch. And I'm also on blue sky. Um, So before the song runs out until next time, stay safe, comrades. Bye guys.